There is an interesting line in the 2020 UUA document called Widening the Circle of Concern, a document that addresses how Unitarian Universalism should be addressing social justice, specifically racial justice. It reads, quote, justice-seeking practices of Unitarian Universalists often are often not grounded on spiritual or ritual principles. Instead, justice-seeking takes the place of rituals and religious life. Justice practices cannot be used as surrogates for deepening our spiritual lives. Well, that really got me thinking, especially that last line, justice practices cannot be used as surrogates for deepening our spiritual selves. That term spiritual is a very slippery one. If we were to poll everyone in attendance at this service uh, or at home, my hunch is we would get a variety of definitions and interpretations of that term, such as life in a UU congregation. For those of us coming from a theistic orientation, spiritual might mean getting in touch with power and strength from a higher place. From my perspective, speaking as a humanist, I interpret spiritual as meaning the deepest dimensions of human experience. And one of those deepest dimensions of human experience is that of empathy. If we look at our first UU principle, the vision of the inherent worth and dignity of every person, I would propose that the starting point for the way in which we put that principle into action is the experience and practice of empathy. The term empathy has a, a good definition on the website for author Karen Armstrong's Charter for Compassion. Quote, the ability to be aware of, to understand and to appreciate the feelings and thoughts of others, end quote. It goes on to say, if a person has difficulty with exercising empathy, Quote, they will often have difficulty understanding what others are feeling and thinking and in giving due consideration to those feelings and thoughts. As a result, these people are often involved in misunderstandings and strained relationships. They may find it difficult to act with compassion, end quote. So working from the idea that our spiritual lives are the deepest dimensions of our natural human life, it would follow that cultivating empathy would be a very good thing to do to make that spiritual life robust, especially so if our pra justice practices should stem from our spiritual selves or lives, as the UUA document says. So how do we go about cultivating our empathy so that we are more able to effectively act with compassion and kindness? The Charter for Compassion website has several suggestions. Among them are, make a habit of, express, of expressing your appreciation of others every day. Ask yourself, what is this person feeling, especially in difficult situations? Learn to listen by reflecting thoughts and feelings back to others. Ask gentle questions. What can I do for you? What do you need? 
Become an observer of how people express their feelings back to others. Attempt to see a tough situation from another's perspective. Develop a sincere interest in other people by asking yourself what they have to teach you. Another way to develop and cultivate our empathy includes meditation. The Greater Good website, which I would recommend to all of you, notes that neuroscience research by Richard Davidson and colleagues suggests that meditation, specifically loving-kindness meditation, which focuses on concern for others, might increase the capacity for empathy among short and long-term meditators alike, although especially among long-term meditators. The Greater Good website also brings up this disturbing but not too surprising nugget, quote, Research has shown that attaining higher socioeconomic status diminishes empathy, perhaps because people of high socioeconomic levels have less need to connect with, rely on, or cooperate with others. As the gap widens between the haves and the have-nots, we risk facing an empathy gap as well. This doesn't mean that money is evil, but if you have a lot of it, you might need to be more intentional about maintaining your own empathy toward others, end quote. So by my lights, our empathy is one of the major ways that we can go about the deepening of our spiritual selves on which our justice-making, our compassion, and kindness rely. And there are very, very, very many practical ways to cultivate it. Here's how my fellow humanist, And one of my favorite writers, Kurt Vonnegut, put it in his novel, God Bless You, Mr. Rosewater, giving the following advice to newly arrived infants. Hello, babies. Welcome to Earth. It's hot in the summer and cold in the winter. It's round and wet and crowded. At the outside, babies, you've got about 100 years here. There's only one rule I know of, babies. God bless. Damn it, you've got to be kind. What makes racial justice work urgent for you? This question came up four years ago at an anti-racism workshop I was attending. The facilitator of the workshop had us break out into small groups to discuss our answers. What makes racial justice work urgent for you? There was a buzz in the room as people began to share. Personally, I felt self-conscious. As a white person, I'd never given real thought to this question before. I scooched my chair closer into my little circle so that I could focus on what one person was saying about colonialism and the erasure of his native Hawaiian people. When it was my turn to talk, I opened my mouth to speak just as the workshop facilitator approached our group. She had been floating around the room, listening in on different conversations. I stumbled over my words a little bit as I began to share the best answer I could come up with at the time. 
well, aside from all the injustice in the world that of course makes racial justice work urgent, um, I recently left my job as a teacher. All of the students at my school where I taught were students of color. I could see everything that they and their families were going through and I think of them and I feel the need to fight for them. Before we could move on to the next person in my group, the facilitator looked at me thoughtfully. That's great, she said. But what makes racial justice work urgent for you? Her eyes were steady and kind as she held my gaze. I paused, not sure what to say next. No, I, I mean, I really love my students. I feel like they're a part of me. They're, they're a part of who I am, I continued. That's great, she said. And then she repeated her question once more. What makes racial justice work urgent for you? Her question has haunted me. She walked away to be with another group before I could come up with a better answer. I was left with a pit in my stomach. What does make racial justice work urgent for me? If I'm honest, that, that almost felt like a dangerous question to be asking myself. A dangerous question because what if I didn't have a good enough answer deep down? What if I took a long, hard look at myself and found that racial justice work didn't actually feel urgent for me? What would that say about me as a person? What would that say about my character, my values? What would that say about me as a Unitarian Universalist? What makes racial justice work urgent for you? What makes economic justice work urgent for you? What makes immigration justice work urgent for you? What makes environmental justice work urgent for you? What makes gender and sexuality justice work urgent for you? Not urgent for others, not urgent for your loved ones, but urgent for you. Perhaps for you, the answers to one or more of these questions comes easily. Perhaps you feel yourself bumping up against injustices every day in your lived experience. Perhaps you find your well-being, your dignity, your life at stake with these issues. Perhaps that's what makes this work urgent for you. Or perhaps like me, you have some trouble answering one or more of these questions. What makes justice urgent for you?
urgent for you personally? Does that feel like a dangerous question for you, like it did for me? Some of us might hear this question as a challenge. A challenge demanding that we somehow demonstrate that we are indeed good people, loving people, people with conscience and morals. We may answer the question by listing off the rallies we've been to, the activists we've marched with, the politicians we've supported. You may feel the need to say, no, 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 you don't understand. I get it. I've done stuff. I'm woke. I'm on the right side of history. It's so easy to feel this need to prove ourselves. And I can't help but wonder if that impulse gets in the way. What is it that I am trying to prove? Where is that impulse coming from? What is the discomfort that is driving me right now? How might that be getting in the way? That question, what makes justice work urgent for you? At its core, that is a spiritual question. It's not a challenge. It's not a litmus test of character. It's a question that points out the fact that justice work is important and urgent in our world. And we need to know that in our bodies, in our bones, if we do not know that already. The more I've sat with this question and with the discomfort it brings up in me, the more I believe that our Unitarian Universalist faith guides me toward a meaningful answer. And this, my friends, is the good news that I offer all of us today. In a workshop at the 2019 UU General Assembly in Spokane, Washington, UU theologian, the Reverend Dr. Sophia Betancourt was asked, what the meat of UU theology really is. She responded that to her, the meat of UU theology was this message that we are all loved and we are all worthy of love and we are safe together. She went on to say, what that means to me is if you cannot express how you are with someone who is different from you in a way that models the complete worthiness of the love of that person, then you are not actually living out your faith. And whatever goodness and realization of your own living actually isn't complete until that person has the room to fully realize themselves as well. Now I'd like to read that again because there's a lot of juicy stuff in there. We are loved. And we are worthy of love. And we are safe together. 
And what that means to me is if you cannot express how you are with someone who is different from you in a way that models the complete worthiness of the love of that person, then you are not actually living out your faith. And whatever goodness and realization of your own living actually isn't complete until that person has the room to fully realize themselves as well. We can't realize our own goodness. We can't realize the full potential of who we are until those we are in relationship with can fully realize themselves and their goodness and their love as well. That's part of that interdependence that we're always talking about. We can't be truly living out our faith until our relationships with each other and with the world reflect this worthiness and love from all angles. Am I truly living out my faith? Perhaps that feels like another dangerous question. Perhaps I'm afraid to know the answer. The Unitarian Universalism calls us to have the courage to actually ask these questions and to seek out the answers. Maybe as we ask questions, we uncover some discomfort. Maybe we uncover some guilt around feeling like we're not doing enough. Maybe some of us find some shame, shame around privileges that we hold. But our faith invites us to replace these feelings with some radical truth-telling. Being open and honest with ourselves about our relationships to others and to the world around us. Earlier you heard Mike share some radical truth-telling from widening the circle of concern, a report shared in 2020 by the Unitarian Universalist Association's Commission on Institutional Change. Justice practices cannot be used as surrogates for deepening our spiritual lives, the report said. Nevertheless, amidst the diversity of the theologies represented in our congregations, Justice work has been a proxy for what we believe in some congregations. Our justice work without theological resources and spiritual practices leads us down the path of burnout. For many of us you use, a focus on social justice is a major part of what brought us to Unitarian Universalism. But justice cannot be the center of our faith. Fighting for social justice is a necessary response to deep harm in our world. It is important work. It is spiritual work. And it is part of a bigger picture. 
And we need to see and feel and know that bigger picture in order for our justice work to be truly transformative and sustainable. In order for many of us to understand and know its urgency. There's an episode of The Simpsons you may have seen that opens with an ice cream festival at the Simpson family's church. Lisa Simpson is marveling at the flavors available. Wow, look at all these flavors. And she starts listing them off. Blessed Virgin Berry. Command Mint. Bible Gum. The minister then hands her a bowl saying, or if you prefer, we also have Unitarian ice cream. Lisa looks in the bowl and sees that it's empty. There's nothing here, she says. Exactly, says the minister. It's a short little scene poking fun at us Unitarian Universalists, teasing us by saying that we don't have anything that we believe in. And I think there's many UUs who wouldn't see a problem with that. But this passage from Widening the Circle that we read earlier, it, this passage is telling us that we need to understand that there actually is something in that ice cream bowl. And in order to live out our calling as a justice-seeking faith, we need to know what it is. We UUs, we don't have a creed. But that doesn't mean we don't have something that we do believe in as a faith community. Unitarianism was the name for the idea that God is one. Universalism was essentially the idea that God is love and that love is for everyone. So Unitarian Universalism, one sacred love for all. One sacred love for all. You are loved and you are worthy of love. They are loved and they are worthy of love. We are loved and we are worthy of love. Unitarian Universalism is a movement with love at its core. One sacred love for all. And having faith, having faith in this, means knowing that if we live out this love, that's how we transform ourselves. That's how we transform ourselves so that we can transform our community. That's how we transform ourselves so that we can transform our communities so our communities can transform the world. Having faith means trusting that, even if we don't see that transformation in our lifetime. That is how we co-create the beloved community on earth that you always hear us talking about. That is how we find liberation for ourselves and for each other. It's from this theological center that our justice work must arise. In the famous words of Dr. Cornell West, 
justice is what love looks like in public. But this love isn't easy. It's too big to be easy. This love that we're talking about is an aspirational love. This love that must hold the center of our UU faith needs to be deep and it needs to be wide. It's not only a love for our neighbor. It's not only a love for the oppressed. It is also a love for yourself. It is a love for life. It is an abundant love. As we heard the Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis say in our reading earlier, it is a non-possessive delight in the world. At times, a joyful love. At times, a grieving love. What makes justice work urgent for you? Maybe for you, the urgency comes with knowing that you cannot fully realize your potential as an embodiment of love unless you are creating the conditions for all to fully realize their potential too. Maybe for you, it comes from the spiritual need to tear down the illusion that any of us are separate. Maybe the urgency comes with knowing that giving of yourself for the sake of justice, when that giving comes from the depths of love, love for life, love for yourself, love for others, then that giving is not an act of self-sacrifice. It is an act of self-enlargement. When we give of ourselves from this place of abundant love, we lose nothing. Instead, we become bigger, living more fully into our connection with everything. An expansive love. One sacred love for all. It is in the spirit of this holy love that I invite you to ask those dangerous questions of yourself today. Because dangerous questions lead to courageous answers. So ask yourself, am I truly living out my faith? Seek the answer with a spirit of radical truth-telling. What does living out my faith look like when it comes to justice? Perhaps for you, it means loving yourself more fully, working through feelings of shame or guilt that get in the way of that justice-seeking love. Perhaps for you, it means cultivating spiritual practices and religious language that ground you in our faith's love. Perhaps for you, it means seeking out opportunities here at the fellowship or out in our community. Opportunities to practice love by giving of yourself and striving for a more just world. Perhaps for you, it means self-care and filling your tank with love to avoid activist burnout. 
wherever these questions lead to, wherever these questions lead you, may love be at the center of your journey. And may you remember that we journey together with one sacred love for all. May it be so, and amen.